Welcome to Financial Fridays. I'm Bob Gustafson, a certified financial planner and the owner of the Triton Financial Group. Each episode is an excerpt from my radio show, The Financial Focus, where we answer questions from our listeners. Our goal is to help you increase your financial knowledge through these conversations of 10 minutes or less. What are the biggest mistakes you see people make in their retirement planning? Oh, there's an awful lot of them. You know, and uh, if I, I guess if I just think of a few off the top of my head and situations I've seen just recently, you know, one thing that really gets people is not properly preparing for your, child, your children's college. A lot of people grossly underestimate how much money they need to set aside for college and don't do enough. And what ends up happening is when the kids do go to college and you don't have enough, now you're floundering to figure out how you're going to pay for it. Usually what ends up happening is people end up having to scale back on 401k savings and IRA savings and and stuff like that to put the kids through college. That can really do some damage. So the first thing I would say is if you have children, make sure you're preparing for their education because that can come back to bite you. Um, If you haven't done a fantastic job at preparing for your own retirement, which very few have. So that would be one of the things that, that I would think of. Um, the other thing is start early. It's, um, it's very in, in, important to start early. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of running some numbers to give people an idea not long ago of, of um, you know, of the compounding effect and how important it is, you know, that the compounding effect of money over the years. Mm-hmm. And so it even surprised me because I haven't looked at these in years. I mean, I know these numbers, you know, off the top of my head, but I haven't really looked at them in a long time, you know, because when you know things intuitively, um, you don't really think much about it. But here's an interesting thing. Let's say you were trying to accumulate a million dollars by the time you're 65 years old. Good number. Yeah. And not a bad number, right? A million dollars. We all think that's a pretty good, a good, uh, good amount of money. Well, if you've got a 30 year time frame. And you're earning, oh, I think 5 6% on your money, and you put ten grand a year in, you will have a million dollars in that 30-year time frame. That's $10,000 per year that you're savings. Now let's say we cut that, we only have 15 years, right? So your you knee-jerk reaction might say, well, if I got 15 years and I uh, needed to put 10 away at 30, I probably have to double it to get there, right? So you're thinking 20000 Right. Well, it's not 20000 It's actually $37,000 annually to hit that number. Because you so, missed out on those 15 you, years of compounding. You missed out on the 15 years of compounding. So the earlier you start, the better jump you get um, on your, you know, your retirement need. The longer you wait, the worse it gets. You know, it, it's funny, but, you know, time can be a strength or a weakness, a blessing or a curse, a pro or a con, mm-hmm. depending upon how you leverage it. And the good, the good news is it's up to you on how to do things. But if you use time to your advantage, it's a benefit. If you don't use time to your advantage, it's a curse. And this is a pretty good example of that. So I like to think about that. Uh, let's see, what else, what else do, uh, comes back to bite? Oh, you know what another thing is? not taking into consideration income taxes on your retirement savings, okay? So let's say we're trying to save that million dollars and we're doing it through our 401k plan. Well, that's great and all, and that's fantastic, in fact. However, a million dollars inside of a pre-tax account is not really a million dollars because when you take it out, 
you're going to pay taxes. Sure. So that million dollars probably comes, oh, let's say 800. So it's not, it's a, and it could be more depending upon. 750, yeah. Yeah, depending upon your tax. So you want to build um, tax estimates into your savings, uh, into your figures, because a lot of people don't do that. And that, that can be an issue. Um, so make sure you, you do that. And a lot of people don't take that into consideration when they're doing the back of the envelope, uh, you know, numbers, cause they'll figure out how much they need to spend. Right. Well, most people don't even do that, but let's assume you figure out how much you need to spend a year. And let's say it's 60,000. Let's say you need 60 grand a year to maintain the standard of living you have. Well, that 60,000 that you need, you're usually thinking of as after tax what you need to spend, right? That's after tax money what you need to spend. Exactly. Well, to get to that 60,000, you got to pull out 80 or whatever that number is. So, you want right. to, you know, take that in, in, into consideration. And not to sidetrack, Bob, but sure. that also depends the amount you're taxed on the state, right? You got mm-hmm. some states that aren't going to hit you with state tax on your retirements and uh so you're just worried about federal, which is maybe you can get that at 15, 20%. But if you add another, what is it, a mass five? Five, point, five-ish, yeah. 5.1, I think. So, yeah, so where you retire could make a difference. Absolutely. Go to California where you got to think it's a 12% state. Ouch. In, exactly. That's why you don't see many people other than the, the wealthy retiring in California. Right, and um, what makes Florida so attractive, What right? makes Florida attractive, uh, Texas attractive. There are a lot of states that are, that are booming um, partly because of the confiscatory state taxes in some, in some states. Uh, let's see. So what else? Oh, you know what? Another one that gets people, John. Inflation. Even though inflation's been m- moot um, for quite some time now, one of the things that, that's interesting, if you ever get an opportunity to have a conversation with elderly folks and you ask them, you know, what is it, what's, what's the most surprising thing um, that you found in your retirement years that maybe you weren't expecting? By almost unanimously, everyone is going to say, I can't believe how much more things cost today than when I first retired. So it's amazing what impact inflation can have. And when you run the numbers on inflation, wow, can that have a significant impact on how much you need to save, depending upon what you use for an inflation factor in your estimates. It's, it's, it's scary what, a, what an impact inflation can actually have. Right. And like you said, we haven't seen a lot of inflation over the last 10 or so years, but... Uh Historically, we, we've had, uh, we certainly have. So, Bob, I know you do m- numbers where you project out for, you know, somebody retiring 30, 40 years down the road. Yeah. So, so what do you use for like 3% a year yeah, or something like Yeah, you know, like three and a half. I, you know, I, I show people what the different effects are. I don't, when I, when I help clients understand what they need to do for retirement, I give them some different, differing figures and say, you know what? If we assume an inflation factor of this and, and, and you know investment returns of this and uh, you know uh, tax uh, tax rates of this here here's where we are. If we want to have more conservative assumptions, well maybe we bump up the inflation factor, bump down the retirement uh, the the rate of return estimates, bump up tax you know tax rates right. depending upon p- what people you know want to see. And help them and, and let them make the decision on how they want to prepare because 
I can't tell you where what inflation factors are going to be 30 years down the road. I can't. Nobody can Nobody can, can. can model that. We don't know what investment returns are going to be like. We don't know what future tax re, you know taxes are going to be like, but every every one of us has our own opinion. So, I like to show people different things and you kind of shoot for the middle most of the time. But even then it's a it's a, as long as you've got some things figured into the equation, you're usually in you know in in a better situation. Uh, and you know what else, John, is what, what people, I think, don't do that they really need to is look at expenses very closely. Um, and one of the things that we talk a lot about on this show is downsizing and how much, uh, you know, it actually costs to stay in that big house. So I actually ran some numbers because I wanted to show somebody not long ago who was in this situation um, and who was behind at retirement savings. And I actually, sh- I, you know, I showed him a way how we can make up the shortfall. And it was by downsizing. And I, I gave him a quick example of, you know, a 3,000 square foot home compared to a 15,000 square foot home. You know, uh, what the tax rates would be in the same area of utilities. You know, and I looked at how much money somebody would save over, over a 30-year period. Just, to, you know, if you're 60 and live to 90. How much could you have you know, saved over that period of time, assuming I think I might have used a 5% rate of return just to kind of look at it. And the number was staggering, John. It, it actually surprised me. I thought it was going to be less, but it was about 800000 Wow! over that period of time. It's a significant number. Now it's a little bit subjective because, you know, if you stayed in the big house, presumably it's still going to grow at a couple of percent a year in terms of... Uh, you know, in terms of a, uh, you know, rate of return on your real estate, which means that the, the house you bought at half the size, that'll increase too, but not at the same rate because the bigger house is, has a, you know, a larger Presumably, value to yeah. it, right? So it's a little bit subjective within there. But even if you said, I'm only half right, okay, <laughs> and I'm more than half right. right, but if we just say for argument's sake, I'm half right, that's 400 grand over the course of a, of a, of, a, of, a, of a period, and that can go a long way to making it. Thank you for joining us today on our Financial Fridays podcast. I hope you found the information useful, and if so, feel free to share this podcast with people who may benefit from the topics discussed. Subscribe by visiting our website at financialfridays.com.